this is a famous mm-hmm. story. I don't know if you know this, but there was a guy. His name was Wally Pip, and he played for the Yankees. And he got a headache one day, and he couldn't play the next yeah, he, day. They, didn't they take him out of the game and put somebody else they did. in there that and was one another the, major league player? One of the greatest streaks ever began because somebody had a headache. The thing that really bugged me about some of the stuff that I see today is we've lowered our bar so much, it's almost like I think about the participation trophy kind of concept, you know? It's like we're actually putting people in a position to hold themselves back from being excellent. There was one thing that the people could really, really own. That would be the understanding of the power, the role, the duty, the responsibility, the authority of our states. I think a lot about health and what's kept you healthy all these years. And I remember back to your early days when you played baseball. Do you contribute anything of your long-term, your longevity to To your earlier years and baseball? Yeah, probably so. Because um, a lot of people don't know the story. You know, I remember getting an opportunity to play professionally over in Australia, and and before it was before cell phones, by the way, before computers. Well, that's a while ago. You're dating yourself. It's aging me, right? But you didn't know I started playing baseball when I was minus 10. So there you go. Think about that one. Not too much though, right? But the bottom line is um, when I got on the plane in Tulsa, Oklahoma, you know, I didn't know anything about it. I remember flying over there all those hours and landing in Fiji, the island of Fiji to refuel seeing people standing around with machine guns. And I thought, what is this? Then then I I wore cowboy boots and my feet swelled. And I had no idea that you don't do that on a plane. But when I got there, I had nothing to do. I mean, I didn't know anybody. Um, I was one of two Americans on the team. I knew that one a little bit. The other one, I'm still friends with him. He still lives there now. He married a a lady and had a couple kids over there. And we still talk occasionally uh, via, you know, email or something. But um, I got over there and had to, figure it out and I wasn't the most fit guy in the world so we would play in the evenings and you know practice in the evenings for the most part and so I started working out and um, my whole uh, sort of physique changed you know I began uh, you know to start to see development and get in shape and realize the uh, the importance of it so it kind of really started uh, the fitness journey way back then yeah well you were a catcher right yeah did you ever get hit in the head with one of those fastballs? Oh my gosh, I get hit in the head with fastballs and bats, and it, yeah, you, you just kind of like a hockey goalie, you know, you kind of get used to it the way yeah. it is. But man, I tell you, um, I took a lot of fastballs right off that mask, and you know, and anybody, some of them would be coming so fast off that bat, you know, nearly a hundred miles an hour, <laughs> you know, it'll it'll jar your jaws and jaw your head, no no question, it hurt. <laughs> Did it ever give you a headache? Well, yeah, it gave me a headache, you know, and, but, but look, I didn't come out of the game like that one guy did, you know, remember that? Oh, yes. This is a famous mm-hmm. story. I don't know if you know this, but there was a guy, his name was Wally Pip and he played for the Yankees and he got a headache one day 
And he couldn't play the next yeah, he, day. They, didn't they take him out of the game and put somebody else they did. in there that and was one another the, major league One player? of the greatest streaks ever began because somebody had a headache. <laughs> I think about that. Luke Gehrig, did you know that? Luke Gehrig came in the game and was given an opportunity because Wally Pipp had a headache. Well, you know, I think back to all of the things that we could do about headache, you know, naturally. We oftentimes we reach for those over-the-counter medications and yeah. we forget to look to what mother nature can actually do for a headache. Well, there's a lot of things and and by the way, I never came out of the game when I got a headache because I knew somebody would be standing up behind me ready for the opportunity. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it's really important though, but but yeah, people today they they take um, you know, ibuprofen and Tylenol and not that those are all bad, you know, but it makes you go, are they the best things people can do? And are there other things people can do or should do? Most people that come into the clinic, oftentimes, if we can just get them off, number one, gluten. Oh, yeah, man. We yeah. can get them off the things that are destroying their GI tract. We can detoxify them. Oftentimes, that's the first step in getting someone to have the resolution of headaches. Yeah, I was thinking about a mutual friend of ours that we recently saw, you know, he came in the clinic one day and he'd had chronic headaches for years, migraine headaches, you know, that were debilitative. I mean, he might miss a, a day of work occasionally. And, um, we started looking at a few things and basically all we did is this, I, I, I pulled him off of gluten. We, uh, gave him some magnesium. We gave him, uh, some vitamin B12. And then we gave him a little bit of coenzyme Q10. Those four things we did, took away one and gave him three and they went away and it didn't take him a week. No, it was one day. And he was like, I can't believe it. All these years I've been taking ibuprofens. And by the way, he had chronic GI stuff going on too. So that, you know, that went away. Yeah. So if ibuprofen tears up the gut, gluten tears up the gut, if we're doing a lot of things that are destroying this thing we call the dirt suit or the skin bag, we've got to repair the GI tract first and then put nutrients on board. Like you mentioned, magnesium, coenzyme Q10. Um, tell us about different types of magnesium that might be important in relationship to absorption. Well, with, with him, I mean, I used a magnesium three and eight. Uh, for those of you that may be wondering what that is, it's T-H-R-E-O-N-A-T-E. It's sort of a one that we focus on that goes across the, the blood-brain barrier. Uh, but I like magnesium glycinate as well. I don't like, like magnesium oxide very much. It tends to be pretty cheap. But for those that are out there that maybe want to take a magnesium for your headaches, uh, don't take a lot of magnesium citrate because that will not affect your headaches. It's going to send you to the bathroom. Yeah. That, that's like, you take yeah. a bunch of that and you're going to be heading to the bathroom. So the bottom line is there's others, magnesium malate, which can give you energy. So all these different types of magnesiums were good, but I gave him magnesium three and eight. And I don't think it was very much as I recall, maybe four or 500 milligrams. It wasn't a lot. Uh, that was all it took. Um, coenzyme Q10, I gave him 200 milligrams, vitamin B12. I gave him 3000 micrograms of couple different forms, but it wasn't cyanocobalamin. So, you know, normally you can do, you know, one of those things and it's, it works. Um, you can take away the gluten and that's fine. But I went ahead and went all in because he's our friend, but uh, that fixed his problem. So we got to get rid of the pollutants, the persistent organic pollutant load, the things that come in to destroy us. We have to put the right nutrients on board, perhaps magnesium coenzyme Q10. Yep. I know there's a lot of stuff out there about omega-3s, which we can talk probably hours and hours about how that takes inflammation down. So 
several different things from getting the diet right, putting the nutrients on board that are necessary, all to avoid a headache so you're not taken out of a major league baseball game. Yeah, no doubt. And and if you're out there and you, you say, well, man, I've been struggling with this for a while, chronic migraines from taking ibuprofen like they're going out of style, you don't have to. There's other ways around it. So you can reach out to us and get our little tricks and secrets to this, and uh, you don't have to have a headache any longer that's bothering you. Just ahead, how to knock down those barriers that are holding you back. And when you navigate through these these economies with people, here's here's what happens. We want to hold their hand through it, let them know when it's time to buy, sell, reallocate, get out of Dodge. Because a lot of times when you're struck with fear, fear does two things. Number one, it can paralyze and, and people just put their head in the sand and say, I'm just going to forget about it and hopefully it gets better. Or it causes you to make a wrong decision. And this is why we are here, is to help people navigate through the political quagmire nonsense that's going on, the economic malaise and the absolute collapse that we're seeing. And when our freedoms are eroding, our political freedoms, our economic freedoms, our personal freedoms, our religious freedoms, our health freedoms, they're all tied together. But you know what doesn't need to erode with that? Our finances. Kirk Elliott, PhD.com forward slash Sherwood. There's a lot of talk these days about human enhancement. Terms like biohacking, bioharmonizing, biosynergizing, stacking, resilience, and anti-fragility. In our clinic, the Functional Medical Institute, we've been helping people of all shapes, sizes, and backgrounds improve their quality of their physiology and maximize their lives. So, you can follow the latest fads and gimmicks and maybe find some things that work for you. Or you can add kingdom fuel to your daily regimen right now. It's the simple start to a transformed life. Our unique meal shakes are balanced, low glycemic, rich in fiber with 20 grams of clean protein, essential vitamins and minerals, healthy fats and organic fruits and vegetables. Kingdom fuel is vegan with a complete amino acid profile. No gimmicks, just proven results. Start today at Sherwood.tv forward slash fuel. Hey there, Kevin Sorbo here. Now, deep down, we know this. We're, we're more than just a brain and a body. We're a spirit, we're a soul, and we're also a physical temple. If you hit the wall when you're trying to improve one aspect of your being, it's probably because, well, other aspects are sabotaging our success. So that's why diets don't work. And frankly, why so much conventional wisdom from our so-called medical establishments falls flat. Doctors Michelle and Mark Sherwood have a very different approach. I should know because I happen to be one of their patients. They address the whole person to get to know you, your challenges, and more importantly, what your goals are. Then they offer a complete plan that addresses your unique biology and your heart. They'll help you discover what you need to experience transformation. So find out more at Sherwood.tv slash Sorbo. That's Sherwood.tv slash Sorbo, or see the link before. Now, I'm heading for a workout. You should be going for a workout, too. All right, guys. God bless.
it's, we are both sports fans. I mean, obviously, oh, yes. both. I, I don't like to say we're former athletes. I say once an athlete, always an athlete, right? You competed That'd be in a current athlete. You competed in Taekwondo, right? Absolutely. That was my favorite sport. You know, and I remember playing football and basketball and some baseball, of course, too. That got me through college and into professionals for a while. But I never had a coach tell me to go out there and give 50% or give 60% or never did that once. Did you ever have a coach tell you that? No, I never did. I have a coach that told me, you know, that team's better than us. Well, yeah. And even if we did lose a game or something like that, you know, I, I never would say this or I never would have a coach tell me this, that, you know, they're just better than you. You're not as good as now. Sometimes you might hear saying, well, they, they made more plays than you did. But the thing that really bugged me about some of the stuff that I see today is we've lowered our bar so much. It's almost like I think about the participation trophy kind of concept, you know, I mean, you can go out there and get 50 percent. and You still get a trophy. But I, I didn't get a trophy for second place. Did you? I never got a trophy for second place. It's like we're actually putting people in a position to hold themselves back from being excellent. Well, I agree. You know, as we deal with people around the, the country and the globe, I mean, to get their hope back in them. And I, I, I put that back in the idea of athletics. You know, you can't go out there and perform in an excellent manner if you're not having the mindset that you're going to go out there and, and not only give it your best, but you've got to see yourself doing your best. And a lot of people don't even have a concept like they don't have a vision of that. And that to me is, is quite sad. Well, it is quite sad. You know, so if we're lowering the bar, we have to really start to get into the weeds with people and understand the things that are actually holding them back. In fact, we've written this awesome book. It's called Fork Your Diet. Oh, yeah. And in that book, it talks about several things that literally hold people back or keep them from being their best. And those things are fear, resentment, anger, unforgiveness, disappointment, and shame. Wow. And we find out a lot of times that one thing that is holding somebody back is rooted in spiritual or emotional brokenness. Well, I, I hadn't thought about that recently. I mean, that, that book was great. You know, I remember we wrote that. Remember the day we were in their office and I, I came back to you and I said, you're not going to believe this. And I wrote down F-R-A-U-D-S and those words just came out. I was like, my what is that spell? gosh, frauds. Wow. And I thought well, people are losing their identity, you know, because they've allowed these things to get in their life that holds them back and really who they are, um, who they're supposed to be or who they even could become. And I, and it, it's heartbreaking because, you know, as we're out here approaching six decades on life, I know you can't believe that, right? Again, she doesn't look a day under, under you know, more than 29, in my opinion. And well, and you don't look a day over 28. <laughs> there you go. That's why I love her so much. That's why I call her my, she's not my, my spare rib. No, she's my prime rib. So and I'm part of the rib cage. Love that. <laughs> so <laughs> the bottom line is, you know, we're not going to let anybody outwork us. We've never went into what we do, you know, whether it's writing books or doing movies or, or doing a one-on-one -on -one encounter with somebody. We're not going to do less than our best. There's no way. And we've even made the commitment nobody's going to outwork us. And boy, I sometimes wish we hadn't done that one. But the bottom line is the best that we can do 
is going to be the best that we can do. But when we lower that bar so much, that can hold anyone back from achieving what they could be doing. And they, they just kind of live life that way with no expectations. And that really is what grieves me the most about things that get in people's way and, and hold them back. Yeah, so I think we need to really kind of get the chutzpah, if you will, back in leadership. We need to raise the bar. We need to find yeah. out why people are so held back by fear, resentment, anger, unforgiveness, disappointment, and shame, and yeah. why they hold themselves back from absolute excellence. If I had to, to name one thing that holds people back, it would be, it'd be this, and this is kind of a a concept or an idea, but I really do feel like this. It's the the failure to look at your own life in an introspective way and recognize where you failed and recognize that failure doesn't have to be permanent, but how you can learn from that and make it better. We've all made mistakes. We all have this sort of suitcase full of baggage, if you will. We need to look at that in our own lives. And a lot of people don't face that. You mentioned leadership. When's the last time you heard a leader say, geez, I blew that one, or geez, I'm sorry, or geez, how about this one? Asking a question of people, will you forgive me? That doesn't happen, and that is a sort of an epidemic of problem, epidemic of worldwide proportions when you don't have that within your own life. You mentioned leadership, but you can't lead in your own life, and you got those one things that are holding you back. You know, we've just failed as as people. You know, we can fail as men. We can fail as women. We can fail as fathers and mothers, whatever we do. So basically, that boils down to the person looking back at themselves at the mirror. We've got to evaluate. We've got to de determine what that one thing is that's holding us back. Resolve it so we can move forward. Remember the guy. He's one of the greatest philosophers of all time. You just don't know it. He wore one glove. You know who I'm talking about? I think I do. One glove. Is that Michael Jackson? Michael Jackson. He made a song one time talking about looking at the man in the mirror. If you want to make a change, he said it in a way, I'm going to make a change. You know, you got to look at the man in the mirror. Um, How did that go? I'm not going to do that one more time. <laughs> the bottom line is really, you know, there's a lot of truth in that. If you want to make a change in the world, you got to make a change with the person staring you back in the mirror. So... You know, if if people are out there right now listening and you want to make change, this is this is what we do. This is what we're gifted at. So if you want to make those changes and sort of help identify the things that's holding you back and achieve the best health physically, emotionally, spiritually, uh, reach out to us and we'd love to help take you to the next level. What does our Constitution really mean and how do we interpret it? Find out next with our constitutional attorney expert, Chris Anholt. Let's get real. Most emergency food is just as bad for you as any other choice in the standard American diet. And that's just sad. We don't just need food. We need highly nutritional food. We don't just want to survive food shortages. We are meant to thrive in adversity. Complete your daily nutrition and have shelf-stable Kingdom Fuel as a cornerstone of your food supply. Don't sacrifice your health or your taste buds. Stock up on Kingdom Fuel now. And when you navigate through these, these economies with people, here's, here's what happens. We want to hold their hand through it, let them know when it's time to buy, sell, reallocate, get out of Dodge. Because a lot of times when you're struck with fear, fear does two things. Number one, it can paralyze and, and people just put their head in the sand and say, I'm just going to forget about it and hopefully it gets better. 
or it causes you to make a wrong decision. And this is why we are here is to help people navigate through the political quagmire nonsense that's going on, the economic malaise and the absolute collapse that we're seeing. And when our freedoms are eroding, our political freedoms, our economic freedoms, our personal freedoms, our religious freedoms, our health freedoms, they're all tied together. But you know what doesn't need to erode with that? Our finances. Kirk Elliott, PhD.com forward slash Sherwood. <laughs> I know you are God. I can't believe I trusted you. <laughs> I'm Michelle. I'd love to work here. Do you have what it takes to be a champion? Yes, master, I do. Ah! We need to get you more competition. National? And finally, the Olympic team selection tournament. <laughs> Somebody tried to hurt you again? She's working on being a homeless Olympic champion. And now she has somebody footing the bill for college so she can become a doctor. We have to pray on the list so that in all of God's glory, each item on the list will come to a fruitful and gratifying beginning. You know, people often ask me, what has been the most destructive lie the American people have been taught about the federal government and the U.S. Constitution? Now, Doc, you and I have talked about this on a previous segment, but it really boils down to the lie that the supremacy clause in the Constitution establishes that the federal government and federal laws are superior to state laws and state constitution. Now, our previous segment went into detail and explained how that is absolutely not true. And just a simple reading of Article 6, Clause 2, which is the Supremacy Clause, proves that. But you see, with that deception that has really infested the minds and politics of American government. We have had a falling away of the understanding of governors and attorneys general and even the people of their states of the power and the duty and the responsibility of the state to stand against the exercise of unauthorized federal power. And if there was one thing that I want the American people to really know today, if there was one thing that the American people could know that would change the whole dynamic. I'm not usually a one thing person, right? Because I understand that life is multifaceted and there are many solutions to a single problem and there are complications and details that need to be worked out. So I'm never really a one thing person, but in this situation, there was one thing that the people could really, really own. That would be the understanding of the power 
the role, the duty, the responsibility, the authority of our states to say to the federal government, I'm sorry that the Constitution does not authorize the exercise of that power and we will not comply. And so in that authority, we have a solution to nearly every single federal problem that we see today. The ATF gun grab. States actually have the authority and the duty to say no. We're not going to let you enforce those laws in our state because there's no authority for you to govern what we sell and how our people uh, keep and bear arms within our states. There's no authority for you for that. No, we're not going to let your Environmental Protection Agency come in and rule and reign over our land. And by the way, the FDA and the USDA Sorry, we don't find that authority in the Constitution. Because remember, we're the states that created the federal government. We're the creators of the federal government. And as the creators of the federal government, we have the authority to say, you know what? We didn't create you with that power. So that power does not exist uh, to be authorized in our state. Not only are we not going to help you uh, exercise that power, but we're not going to let you exercise that power on our people. The Department of Education, the Department of Interior, the Department of Ag, the uh, the, uh, Forestry Service, all of these organizations are extra constitutional. And according to Article 6, Clause 2, if their power is not exercised pursuant to the Constitution, the power is null and void. And what the American people and our governors and our attorneys general need to understand is that applies to the judiciary as well. The Supreme Court's authority is limited and defined by Article 3. The the Supreme Court and Federal Court authority is limited and defined by the powers delegated to the federal government. So if the power, the authority, is not delegated to the federal government, the federal judiciary doesn't have jurisdiction over the matter. So if there is no authority for uh, delegated to the federal government to rule and reign over uh, what we eat, what we drink, what we smoke, what we ingest, what we wear, what we buy, what we sell, how we live, how do we use our resources in our states, all these things that happen internally in the state, then the Supreme Court has no jurisdiction over those matters either. So we have to understand and we really have to own this that our states not only have an authority, they have a responsibility to say no. And we have this information documented for you in our book, Sovereign Duty. Have this information documented for you in a film we call Noncompliant Movie that can be found at noncompliantmovie.com. And we wanna help you know this because all political powers derive from the people and the people have to stand for the proper application of their constitution in order to defend their rights. So I'm thank you, Doc, for letting me bring this information to the people. Uh, There are many ways to come to this understanding. We want to help you with some of them, but that's the one thing I wish everybody would know right now. 